And right now it's time to talk to Desi Nicodemus, running to be the first black man elected to the Milwaukee, Oregon City Council, position number three, fifth grade teacher, who also taught in Turkey and China. And now he's going to talk to us about Milwaukee, not Wisconsin, but on the Oregon City Council. Desi, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. What are the big issues facing Milwaukee? What are the big issues? Yeah. Uh, the, the big issues that I see are representation within city government, uh, housing affordability, uh, also and climate change. Are the big issues that, that I'm looking at. And a question I ask just about every candidate who comes in here, and thank you for being here. Who are you and why are you running? Uh, you know, so let me give you a little uh, history about myself. Um, I moved, my wife and I were teaching overseas. We were living in Brazil, moved back here. I got a job in North Clackamas School District, teaching fourth and fifth grade. Uh, about my third year in, I was asked to participate in a grant that was sponsored by the Carnegie Foundation, the NEA and the New Teacher Center on uh, specifically focusing on recruitment and retention of teachers of color. Um, because our big thing was representation, you know, making sure that kids see themselves in their teachers, you know, like only <clears throat> out of the, you know, percentage of teachers in, in this country, 2% are black men and only 7% are black folks in general. So, you know, it's, it's good to have folks who look like their students. Also, that's a good way to get kids to become teachers. And so I knew how important it was to make sure that there's representation in classrooms. And so last year after the murder of George Floyd, I organized a Milwaukee Sit in Solidarity event where we had young students come out and share their stories with the white folks that live in Milwaukee. And uh, it was an overwhelming, I mean, I, I guess you could say success, but the folks here in Milwaukee really wanted more. They wanted to, to know more. They wanted to learn how to do more. And so after that, I was, a, <clears throat> I was approached and asked about running for city council. And, approached by uh, who? Uh, by Angel Falconer. Uh, she's also a, a city council member. She uh, approached me and asked me about doing it. And honestly, I was I was tired. The work that I've been doing for three years in our school district, supporting our you know our kids of color and our teachers of color, it just taking its toll on me. And the more I thought about it, the more it made sense of what I was doing in our school district to make sure that there's representation. Well, there should also be representation. So, you know, here in Milwaukee, you know, uh, BIPOC voices haven't been heard and they've been left out of, of the, out of a lot of conversations for so long. And those conversations often impact black and brown and our most vulnerable population. And so I thought, all right, this is the moment. This is the right moment. This is the right time. And I, you know, I decided to throw my hat in there because I also wanted to be an example to my students when we talk about civic duty. You know, I wanted to be an example for my son, you know, so he knows that, you know, we can, you, how do you make a difference? 
local government. You start there, and then you start to work your way up. So talk about working your way up. What do you see yourself doing? It sounds like this might not be the first thing or maybe the last thing you want to run for. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be the only thing. I'm a teacher at heart, and you know I love being in the classroom. And, you know, just, just this year I had a student – you know, we met through dry, you know, we were passing out backpacks and, you know, his mom had said to me, his, he's so, even though we're doing school online, his mom pulled up and said, he's so excited to have you as a teacher. He's never had a male teacher before. And you know, he, this kid's in fifth grade and, uh, you know, he's a kid of color and he was just super excited to have me as a teacher. And if I left the classroom, I know I wouldn't be replaced by another me. You know, or I, I, not that I wouldn't want to be replaced by another me, or I wouldn't be replaced by another man of color. When you make the case about the importance for representation in teaching, for students to see teachers who reflect their experience, say more about that. How does that manifest itself in the classroom? Have you seen the impact on having teacher representation and how that impacts the learning environment? Oh, you know, it, it, it's not just for our kids of color as well. You know, it's also for our white kids out there and being able to see somebody. So I'll, I'll speak to your, your question. Sorry. Um, you know, it, it's just such a big thing. When I would go into schools and there were no black teachers there, kids, the black kids that would see me, their eyes would light up. They would ask me, who are you? Are you our new teacher here this year? What do you, you know, what are you doing? And they got so excited because it was finally somebody was in that building that had a shared experience that even if we didn't talk, we knew that we, we had some kind of connection. Uh, you know, I had two, two young boys uh, about two years ago. I, I loop. So I go from fourth grade to fifth grade with them, which every school should do, by the way. Um, and anyway, we had so much fun those two years that two of those boys left that classroom saying how they wanted to be a teacher. They wanted to, you know, be like me. And I'd always tell them, don't be like me, be yourself. But it was a huge, it was a huge thing for them to see me in that classroom every day, talking about like my travels, living all over the world and being able to do all these things because I was a teacher and they just got so excited. It really meant it, it means the world to kids and it really means the world to even white kids. It's, it's not just I, I just don't want to harp on the, the idea that it's just for kids of color. But even our white kids need to see more folks of color in, um, you know, roles of power because it becomes normal then. You know what I mean? Switch gears back to the city council race you're embarked upon. Uh, this is the first thing you ever run for? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever run for anything. What, how do you like the experience? What do you find hard about it? It's an insider's game. If you don't know folks, it, it's hard. This has been one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, it's defi definitely still a, a white insider's game. You have to know the right people to get you connected to do everything. Just from, you know, I, I was, I'm lucky enough to have some folks that reached out to help me. Uh, Celestina Tiva, Jacob Sherman, Paul Shepro. Um, I thought it all stopped 
when I got my 20 signatures to get on the ballot. Well, no, it doesn't stop there. You have to go out, you have to get your voter pamphlet statement ready. You have to get your endorsements to get into your vote into the voters pamphlet. You have to make sure that you get that turned in on time. And then there's the fundraising aspect. It is still very much like I keep saying an insider's game with, and without their help and knowing the system, I, I wouldn't have made it. I know I wouldn't have made it into the voter pamphlet uh, booklet. And so it's just, it's still like eye opening. And I just think about any other person of color, especially like, you know, a young black man or a young Hispanic person or Latin Latinx person, they would definitely need to have somebody who's done it and is willing to help them and volunteer their time to, to do this. Because this is really, I mean, I, I still am like, okay, what do I need to do now? And then, you know, my folks are telling me this is what you need to do. These are your next steps. And I would have no idea if it wasn't for them. Milwaukee and housing affordability, what does the city council need to do to address that? We know it's a statewide issue. We certainly know it's an issue in your neighbor, Portland. What does Milwaukee have to do? Um, <clears throat> we have to make sure, you know, once again, I'm going to talk about this from a uh, teacher's point of view because it's, I see the direct impacts of housing affordability in my classroom, you know? And so when kids and families don't have stable homes, uh, that affects a student's outcome. So when they do have stable homes, you're talking about, you know, at or at performing at or above grade level, uh, higher test scores, lower dropout rates. And so currently uh, Milwaukee has a housing emergency and we know it's a problem, like you said, it's a problem everywhere. You know, renters are being priced out. Uh, young people and working class folks uh, aren't able to, or they're unable to afford to buy a house. Um, one of my wife's also a teacher in our school district and uh, her land, one of her parents, the landlord gave him a 53 day eviction notice, you know? And so here's, here's this uh, family with six kids all of these kids are online learning and she gets an eviction notice. And then we're spending our time driving around Milwaukee to see if we can find a house for them to, to live in. So anyway, to get back to some, some solutions, you know, we know <clears throat> some things we need to do as a city is working on ADUs, cottage clusters, and other thoughtfully uh, denser developments. And we know that uh, there've been some missteps with creation of density and we need to look at some of those folks some of those cities that made those missteps and then we need to make sure that we're addressing uh true housing affordability and not making those same mistakes and make sure that it's affordable for families when you get that eviction notice or when the when you one of your would-be constituents gets an eviction notice what do you think the city should be doing how long should an eviction moratorium last what should we do when that eviction moratorium is lifted uh, do you, how do you see that playing out in the coming months uh, you know i honestly i really i haven't had time to really delve into that i, I think it's you know the eviction moratorium should go on for a while until there's a, a proper solution at 
at the federal and state level for these things. And so, you know, it wouldn't be fair if I gave you a, like a half-baked answer right now, because, you know, part of my, fo like my focus is split between teaching fifth grade online and then, you know, running for city council. And so I want to make sure that, you know, I would well, at least you don't have to commute in between the two things, right? You just like turn off one computer, open up a new window. <laughs> you, <laughs> that, you know, just uh, that's everyone's reality right now. Right. And it's just, it's, it's an unfortunate thing because trust me, we all want to be back in, in buildings and schools and stuff. So, you know, I would just want to make sure that Milwaukeeans' voices are heard, you know, from our lifelong Milwaukeeans who, you know, have lived here who, <clears throat> excuse me, may be facing, you know, mortgage issues or even they've been longtime renters, you know, even to our newest community members. So, you know, I think it, it's going to take it's going to take the community and the city to, to, to figure that out. But once again, it's going to have to come down from, you know, the federal and state level to really get a, a solid grasp of what to do with uh evictions. U.S. climate change is one of the top issues on your website. It's clearly, uh, it's clearly one of the top issues facing humanity. If you live in an island nation, you can imagine it feels uh, like a dire circumstance. What, though, should the Milwaukee City Council be doing about climate change? That is an excellent question. Um, you know, one of the, you know, with climate change, this is going to be something that, you know, my son is going to have to bear the brunt of the impact of, you know, so uh, we, first of all, we also, once again, I'm going to bring in the voice, the lens of uh, being a black person. These are conversations that are, we're usually left out of, you know, when it comes to uh, climate change, um, you know, urban canopy, Black and brown folks have always been left out of these kinds of conversations. So um, something that I would like to do is do more education for <clears throat> our folks in the community to understand just exactly what it means. Um, you know, as a government, you know, as city council, Milwaukee is lucky because they've already, they're in the process of working for a sustainable Milwaukee. Uh, my wife and I, when we do go back to school, uh, we both have e-bikes. Our son goes to the school we work at. So, you know, we try and e-bike and bike everywhere because once again, like I said, our kids are going to have to bear the brunt of this. But, you know, it's, it's gonna, we're going to need governments and communities to work on both mitigation and prevention. And uh, city council's done strong work on this so far by setting city priorities. And uh, I look forward to carrying that work forward and carrying it forward, once again, through the lens of equity and making sure that all of our community members, from lifelong Milwaukeeans to new folks to our BIPOC community, are able to have their voices heard uh, in these issues. Well, I want to say, Desi Nicodemus, really appreciate having the chance to talk to you. Anything you want to say as a last word? I don't mean on your on this planet. I Presumably, you're going to have many years to offer humanity but you know last word on the show uh you know i would just ask that you know if people haven't made up their mind about who they're voting for just to go and check out my website and see what i'm all about um you know once again i'm very new to this uh political world and political game and you know uh it gets it gets hard to be a self-promoter at times you know where you have to like hey go to go to 
you know, Desi from Milwaukee, check it out and be able to see all these things. But you know, I just ask folks to go check out my website and, uh, you know, make an informed and uh, opinion and vote your conscience. Desi, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Be well.